You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. Welcome. We're back. Larry, we're back. We're back. Wake up. Yes. Okay, we're at episode 25. We are. Episode 25. It could be 26, depending how you count. So we're like a quarter of a way to our 100th episode. And 23 is still dead. Somebody needs to go back and fix that. Oh, well, we'll get it fixed. So this is kind of like episode 20. No, 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 no. This is 25. I, technically 25. 26 is the end of the month. Yeah, that means we've been broadcasting as of april for a year wow larry that's uh got some good, pretty solid math and that tower uh, cities there is yeah that's tower cities math there is a missing episode which we had to of course we talked about earlier we'll fix it we'll fix it so episode 20 25 jason what have you done since our last broadcast two weeks ago had goose and gridiron that was my, a big crowd at Goose. It was huge. It's yeah, bigger and bigger. We it's had to get extra tables. We're yeah. gonna be out yeah, on the sidewalk next week. We had uh, Brother Jerome, <clears throat> new new addition, and yeah. So I did Goose and Gridiron. I had Lodge Forty Three's stated meeting. It was a great meeting, and uh, David Newall from Effort uh, Lodge came down and talked about his travels all over the the world. His Masonic travels. I mean, adventures in Brazil and China and. Netherlands and England and Ireland. I mean, the guy's uh, quite the, the well-traveled man from his occupation. It was a wonderful program. And that was really about it. I went to my extra meeting. We had two Master Mason degrees and a entered apprentice, which was obviously a long night. Your lodge was across the way because we were not double booked uh, in a bad way, just the way the calendar fell. So we had to yeah, split when the, the rooms up. Yeah, when the month starts on a Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, we get bumped one week. Right, because we're second. We go second and fourth thursdays and you guys go the thursday after your stated meeting and then if needed the tuesday and thursday the next week after your stated meeting right so you guys because we're the younger lodge we get kicked to the jv room we go over to the uh the red room i said that we would switch and and i think the only reason is because we're there for our stated stated meeting the night before we leave our stuff set up i don't care you guys could have came and done your degree in the blue room (laughs) larry what what have you you haven't done anything have you Uh, yeah i went to lodge oh wow i went to my first lodge meeting since october and uh, loved it. Food was great. We had shepherd's pie. Okay. I and, picked uh, we up. We were waiting for you because I got a, I got a, uh, a message from you saying you have your pants on. You're looking for a tie. And then I saw a message come in later on said, you get all dressed up. And you started driving down. And you stopped off at a local Turkey Hill and got ice cream instead and came Yeah, home. I did. Like, I just, I, on a final approach to the lodge, I just aborted the mission and went grocery shopping. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm in I'm an officer in so many things, and my presence is required at so many things. Um, the parking lot was full because I think Amaranth or something was going on the same night. No, that was your ex- the extra meeting that we were there the same night. Yeah, but like for our state of meeting, something else was going on in the lodge. The park- uh, Prince Hall had a rehearsal. Okay, parking lot was full. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> it started raining, 
And I'm like, nope, I'm just, I'm going home. I'll see, those are the kinds of things that would turn me around, too. If our parking lot is full, that means you get to park on the street, usually about a block and a half away. You can park in the ramp. You park in the ramp. Nah, I don't want to do that. Our lodge buys tickets. Yeah, right, guys. it's more of a hassle. So, Larry, how was dinner at Lodge? Dinner was great. Shepherd's pie. Sandy Hoover did another magnificent job. I picked that. That was my call. That was your call. How yep. was the speaker? The speaker, Jim Tolley, was I, outstanding. What was he talking about? He was talking about St. John the Baptist. Oh, who's that? Oh, some guy that lived back in early times and and doesn't count in Pennsylvania yeah, Freemasonry. Yeah, wore, well, yeah, I'm, I'm skins. I'm, and I'm a Catholic, so we don't talk about the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, being Pennsylvania, we don't talk about John the Baptist. So, uh, but John the Baptist was New Testament. You know that. Oh no! You had to talk about. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I'm not a good Catholic. You know the guy that wore, Scott wore skins. Going to be mad. Um, Masonically, I think I had. Um, I don't know what I had. I know I had uh, this yesterday. I went to Tall Cedars. We had a, a tree planting ceremony. Nice. Um, sort of. Uh, we had a, so there's sort a, of nice or sort of planted trees. We didn't do anything. We yeah. so. Um, I wore a tuxedo because that's kind of what Pennsylvania Masons do, and uh, apparently I didn't need to wear a tuxedo because um, uh, Chris Gibson did too, but we're the only two. Um, we were also the only two that wore uh, pyramids. And we had a meet at Cell Chapel, which <laughs> is a chapel on the grounds of the Masonic um, Masonic Village. And uh, so we had a, we sat through a, I guess you'd call it non-denominational service, which was very nice. We talked about Lent, I believe. And um, they recognized the Tall Cedars. And afterwards, we're so, so after the meet, after the service, we were supposed to go outside, have a, uh, you know, the priest or rabbi or shaman or whoever was there was going to, like, uh, you know, bless a tree, and we were going to ceremonially plant it. Because it's cold out, we weren't really going to plant it. And then um, groundskeeping, like, you know, in, like, a week, couple weeks, we'll take that tree and plant it near the children's home. Well, we couldn't find the tree. We also couldn't find shovels. So we just spent, like an hour walking around the grounds freezing um and then we just went to lunch at the uh, three loaves cafe where we had uh, crappy service and crappy food it's not that bad there um really? yeah they don't accept tips so when included yeah that means that so you couldn't untip yeah that means the servers really don't care so and you know they're kids so Whatever. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to hear our, from our guest, Michaela, and she has a website, themasonslady.com. The Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long-hidden ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com You can purchase this book anywhere except CVS. Hey, we're back. We're going to be interviewing our guest tonight, Michaela Aldworth, who is the founder and editor of Mason's Lady, 
TheMasonsLady.com. TheMasonsLady. Well, actually, MasonsLady, if you want to go to the website, it's TheMasonsLady.com. Now, the website explores the social dynamics of Freemasonry. And I pre-interviewed her. She is a great guest to have on. We're going to listen to her now. Okie doke. Here we go. Okay, our guest this evening is Michaela, Al- Michaela uh, Aldworth. She is the founder of the Mason's Lady. That's Mason's with an apostrophe. Mason's Lady website. And we're honored to have her on. I talked to her last week. And I'm sorry, Michaela, but I'm losing my voice. So someone That's may right. have to stop in here for a little <laughs> bit of all nights. But anyway, uh, it's good to have you on the show. I was enthusiastic, number one, when I knew that you, were, you, you expressed an interest in coming on the show to have you because I think you've got one of the more unique websites, uh, and it's aimed at ladies of, uh, that are wives of... Uh, Why don't you let her tell you, Larry? Okay. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Good idea. You the guest to hear the guest. That's right. That's right. Sorry. You're right, Pete. Uh, what I want you to do is... Give me a little bit of background about how you decided to uh, put this venture together. Um, I started the Mason's Lady website uh, shortly after I started dating my now husband. Um, When we first started dating, I didn't really know anything about the Masonic community. Um, Really, I had no idea what anyone was talking about. And I tried to find as much information as I could what I was really interested in was like, you know, what, how can a a girlfriend or a wife get involved in the Masonic community? You know, how can they, uh, what can they do to support their husband? What do they need to know? And to be honest, that information did not exist. Um, And so I thought about it for a while. And one night after uh, our Grand Lodge communication at about two o'clock in the morning, after quite a few drinks, I decided to uh, create the blog, um, and basically, it is it is by by a woman for women um, interested in becoming involved in masonry of any sort. I think that's great, and actually, I I read over a lot of the sites. I mean, a lot of the uh, of the articles that you wrote, and maybe some people helped you with that. I think you did put out a a blast a couple months ago in February about, you know, hey, if you're interested in wanting to write an article and so forth, let me know. I saw you did that. And if you're listening out there, ladies, and we do know ladies listen to the podcast, get a hold of this lady. Just go to Mason's Lady uh, website and, uh, my goodness, read the articles. They're fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I do write uh, probably 95% of the articles myself. Um, I have taken a break from writing currently because I'm about to graduate from school. Um, but any anyone who wants to uh, write write a guest article is more than welcome to. They can just shoot me an email. You you like to do a lot of research because you and I talked about that, and I'm big into that myself. And uh, you had mentioned that one of the things that uh, when you go look things up, that you get excited about it and. Uh, you delve into things deeper and deeper, and you get a pretty good feel for things. One of the articles that you wrote, which really interested me, 
was a feminist viewpoint on Freemasonry. Would you like to talk about that article? Yeah, so that's one of the articles that, um, so every once in a while I, I will post uh, my articles on Reddit. Um, and often I write about things that people don't want to read about. Um, for instance, uh, transgender people in the Masonic community, um, co-masonry, you know, those are a lot of hot topic issues. And I expected there to be a lot of backlash about the feminist uh, article. And I was very interested to find that the majority of the responses were were negative, not towards me, but instead on how my lodge runs. Um, because in my lodge, um, the women are the ones who take care of the dinner and clean up afterwards while the men go and have their meeting. Um, and I mean, I can only write about my own experiences. Uh, so with your law, this is Pete. Um, I'm watching, watching, La I think Larry thinks it's uh, last Wednesday, so he's kind of confused. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll see if I can help out a little bit here. Um, so you were mentioning, uh, you know, so what was the problem in your lodge? You guys just felt like you weren't being appreciated or um, I've had similar questions from my wife as far as why, um, you know, you have, you have this body of people that are willing to help yet, like in Pennsylvania, nobody ever reaches out to the wives in any official capacity. So what was going on for you in your lodge? So what happens in my lodge, and I won't give out the name because I don't want to, you know, point any fingers, um, but usually the way that it goes is that um, the uh, master is the one in charge of getting dinner together, um, however that may be. And then afterwards, it's kind of an unspoken rule that the guys go and uh, get ready for lodge while the women clean everything up. And recently there's been a couple of us are... Our lodge membership is per fairly young. I would say the average age is around mid-30s to 40s. Um, and so a lot of the younger wives have been coming lately. And there's been kind of this uncomfortable, unspoken shift of the older ladies sitting and playing cards while of the, all of the younger women are expected to clean up. Yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, that wouldn't go over well in my house. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I want to help the lodge as much as I can, but on the other hand, you know, we're not stuck in the 50s anymore, and everybody should be helping cleaning up after dinner. So I'm guessing you're not, they're, they're not paying the ladies as uh, paid stewards. It's just all, it's just expected. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah, no, we, uh, we, we have a budget for that at our lodge, and we have a caterer, and we sit and watch the caterer do it, but the caterer is <laughs> Yeah, I, I've a, I, and I don't know if it's, I live in the Midwest, so I don't know if that's a, you know, more of a norm where I am, um, but there tends to be a lot of uh, very 1950s household kind of things happening in uh, the Masonic community where I live. Uh, one of the things, I'm gonna revert back to the, the article that you wrote on feminism. And one of the things I incorrectly stated, and you were kind enough to correct me on it, I wanted to know what kind of feedback you got after that article appeared. And I made an assumption that you probably got a lot of negative feedback from the older guys. 
and you corrected me on that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually ended up getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, it ended up being a lot of, you know, I can't believe your lodge, you know, does that with the women, you know, in my lodge, we treat women better. Like, statements like that, it really kind of caught me off guard. I really expected a lot more of um, more traditional, uh, not anti-feminism, but you know, more boys club sort of comments on the article. Have you read, have, like, you talked to people from other Midwestern lodges? Is this kind of unique to your lodge, or is that just you think it's a whole Midwestern thing? I think it might be a, a regional thing. Um, I haven't, in the other lodges that I visited in town, it tends to be more or less the same way that the women are in charge of food. And so I think that might just be being in the Midwest. Off to uh, when I off to expect a good meal when I go out to Goshen, Indiana, to see my sister-in-law. <laughs> when I get a lodge here, if we don't order it, yeah, the wives enjoy not being there. I think, uh, at least in my lodge, most of the ladies don't have anything to want anything to do with it. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that I, I would like to change is that I want women to want to get involved in it. Um, you know, there's, I mean, it's fun. You know, we had a master's ball like three years ago. I got to wear a ball gown. How many women get to say that they wore a ball gown? You know, it just doesn't happen very often. And a lot of times being involved in masonry is kind of like a step back in time um, for a lot of things, you know, things take, happen more slowly, you know, the old traditional ways are held on to a little bit more. And I think that sometimes we kind of forget about that kind of stuff in our society. And I think that that's important to an extent. What are, are there some, what are some other things about Freemasonry that you, you really like, or, um, I guess now maybe a better question would be, are you frustrated that you can't be a member of a mainstream Masonic Lodge? Um, you know, not really. I was at one point, um, and it sucks sometimes. I've discussed it with my husband at length. Um, he feels that he would not feel comfortable in me joining a co-Masonic Lodge. Um, he feels that because of his obligation that we could not talk as freely about Masonry as we do now. Um, really, I don't want to be a Mason. I just want something that is actually separate but equal. A lot of people go to Eastern, like, think that Eastern Star is, you know, oh, that's like Masonry for women. No, it's not. If you've ever been to an Eastern Star meeting, it is not the same at all, um, unfortunately. Um, and then, I mean, there's a couple others. Uh, Daughters is okay but it's not quite the same and then the majority of the other women's organizations are very uh religiously oriented um which of course masonry is but there's not quite anything uh that is separate but equal for women in masonry and that is my big draw on the order of the weavers Can you uh, tell us a little more about that because i'm not familiar so that is a um organization out of the Netherlands uh, that is recognized by their Grand Lodge, and it is connected to masonry 
in the Netherlands. Um, and it is based off of the Blue Lodge. Um, it has three separate degrees. Um, it's very, very similar, draws a lot of, um, of again, things from Christianity, things from Judaism, um, a lot of similar themes as Blue Lodge, but still very different. Um, the theme is all about um, how women can weave the pattern of life um, it's very interesting. I've talked a few times with people about uh, bringing it here to the to North America. Um, I've actually talked with a lodge up in Toronto about doing that, but unfortunately, I have not been. I've never heard back from uh, their headquarters. There's a uh, and you and I talked the other night. There's a lot of historical context with the weavers. And I think I was mentioning, and you probably came across this in your research, about the fact that it was somewhat of a fraternal, or I don't want to call it necessarily fraternal, an organization that was very secret, had a huge economic clout in the area of Belgium and the Netherlands and northern France, and almost to the point where they controlled the entire world market on wool. And they had a lot of secret things that basically they shared amongst their chapters or lodges or uh, union hall or whatever you want to call it, whatever they organized as. And also to the point where they would weave secret messages into their weaves. It was really an amazing thing. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I mean, that's what a lot of the ritual that uh, the Order of the Weavers used is based on, at least from what I could find and translate. One of the discussions we had here locally, um, we had a little disagreement within our, our grotto um, when one of the brothers wanted to start a kind of what you would say like a separate but equal ladies version. Um, and there's a thing called the Daughters of Makana, but once again on the national level, it was founded during Prohibition and nationally as an organization, it's very anti-alcohol and anti-young person fun. Um, and we, we vetoed it. We decided not to do it. But, you know, I, my always discussing, why not just start, you know, you know, you guys could start the Weavers or start something similar, just not have it be acknowledged by anyone. Have you thought about just starting your own women's organization? Um, I have. I've discussed it with my husband at length. Um, I've even brought it up on Reddit a few times. Usually the pushback that I get is that, um, according to them, there's so many women's organizations. And there are to an extent, but the closest that women have that's maybe even relatively like masonry would be like the Red Hat Society, uh, which is very, no, like it's, it's old people, you know? It, I, as someone who's, you know, in my, like, early 30s, I'm not really keen on hanging out with some 80-year-old women all day. Um, and I know that people, that there are some young women that are in that organization, and, you know, I'm, if they enjoy it, great for them, but it's not for me. Um, I would love to start an organization um, that is similar to uh, Blue Lodge, something like it for women um, based on 
you know, a younger uh, generation, uh, the two issues that I have found um, are one, having enough people that are actually dedicated to write the ritual, to actually put everything together, um, and then having everyone in a central location uh, where all those people can get together. Like I've had people offer to help me with that, but you know, one's in Hawaii and one's in New York, and uh, so that makes it a little bit difficult. The other thing um, is really about uh, there's no pedigree, and that's always my hu my husband's biggest biggest point about you know why not just start one and not have it recognized. Um, it's going to be extremely difficult to get any Grand Lodge to recognize it, especially without having that pedigree. I, I, I get that, but I mean, the problem with, um, at least in my household, uh, my wife had an issue because she has some friends that have no Masonic affiliation anywhere. Uh, no family members, like one girl, she her parents came from Korea. <laughs> Unless she marries a Mason, she's not allowed to join any of the Eastern Star, Daughters of Makana. So you know, in, in my wife's world, it's kind of uh, exclusive. It's, it's not, it's, if you're not born in the right family, you're not allowed to join. So, you know, that's kind of why I always say none of, the, even the current women's organizations are equal because you still need approval of the men to do anything. Right. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and if such an organization were to ever, you know, actually come to fruition, I would want the requirements to be almost exactly the same as to what it is to become a master mason. Um, I don't think that there's any reason why any woman needs to be connected to Freemasonry in order to join a Masonic organization. Uh, it's just not the way that things are anymore in the society. Yeah, it's just, I think I find it frustrating if there is a woman that's interested but doesn't meet, you know, that qualification. Now, I know unwritten, they never check if you mention it's your aunt. No, nobody ever checks, but I don't want to, I wouldn't want to risk that. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> that's true. Long lineage. <laughs> We're going to take a short break, but stay on the line. Hey, Jason. Hey, Pete. I could really go for a cigar. Really? No, not really. But um, one of our good friends, Sean Sponigal, owns DNS Cigar Shop. Spooner. Spooner. Yeah. And uh, he gave a great presentation last week at Tall Cedars. I know. No, and I wasn't there. You didn't know. Okay. And he also just got back from Honduras. I saw the pictures. Um, so DNS Cigars, it is a Rocky Patel shop. So they fe they feature, well, all kinds of cigars, but they're really specialists in Rocky Patel cigars. They are located at 1623 Mannheim Pike in Lancaster. Uh, you can go to their website, DNS Cigar. That's the letters D, the letter N, letter S cigar.com uh, phone number 717-569-3500 and um, he gives I think Mason's uh, at least a 10% discount if you mention that you're a Freemason you get a discount correct and if you're a Grotto member that's our Lancaster Grotto that's our club. Lancaster Grotto Club headquarters so uh, if you go in if you mention to one of the people working there they will tell you where we hide the key to our liquor cabinet <laughs> 
and uh, you can enjoy that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. DNS cigars. Oh, uh, Larry, are we done with our fake break? Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're gonna just say we're gonna say we're back. And our special guest this evening is Michaela Aldworth, founder and editor of Mason's Lady, a website that explores the social dynamics of Freemasonry. Anyway, welcome again, and uh, it's good having you on the show. Uh, well, it's great to be here. Two things on break, and Pete, if you want to talk about, bring that back up. Is your husband in any of the pendant bodies that are more social? Um, he is. He uh, is a member of the Shrine. Uh, I joined Daughters of the Nile last year. Unfortunately, they have their meetings at noon on Thursdays. Oh, oh. oh wow. Um, so that really caters to uh, employed <laughs> people. Right, right, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, that I have, I got initiated, and I've never been back. Wow, that, uh, yeah, uh, that's just that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. And then uh, the other appendant bodies, um, we only have the Bosiant and. Uh, whatever the Knights Templar women's group is, but I don't call it. Yeah, here we call that the Bosian. Um, is it just the Bosian? I, I can never remember. I can barely spell it. Um, but I'm Jewish, so I don't qualify for that. Right. So you mentioned um, Reddit. Um, I, I pop on Reddit every once in a while, and I usually get frustrated and leave because people are trying to out-mason each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What are your experiences on Reddit? Um, you know, positive or negative? Um, positive. I have gotten more publicity for my blog than I ever could have hoped. Um, that's where the majority of all of my uh, traffic comes through as Reddit. Um, at the very least, I always get people talking about what I'm talking about. Um, because I tend to talk about the topics that people don't want to talk about. Um, you know, I, I put a big post up on, you know, I had a, a two-part post about what it's like to be a co-mason. I had a couple parts about what it's like to be transgender in a, in a traditional uh, mainstream Masonic Lodge. Um, those are the kind of things that people don't want to talk about but get them talking. Uh a lot of them, I'm lucky that the mods have my back um, because I have gotten a number of threats through Reddit. Um, people that just feel that women shouldn't have any voice in masonry whatsoever um, and that I don't know what I'm talking about and, you know, all of that kind of lovely stuff. How has uh, your husband reacted to uh, your, your fame? Uh, um, he thinks that's great. You know, he, uh, he loves that I have an outlet for it. He loves to, I mean, we talk about all kinds of Masonic stuff. I teach him stuff sometimes about it. Um, it's just kind of, you know, it's another social outlet for us as far as Masonic stuff goes. Uh, send, send the mic. Oh, okay. Uh, send you over to Jason. So I am curious, though, because there is the Mason's Ladies pin 
uh, that's all over the place. So was your website kind of a play on words because of that pin? Um, no, actually. So I took the Mason's Lady just because, uh, you know, that's what I am. That's how I've found a lot of women are referred to in masonry. You know, when you uh, are introduced at, you know, a visitation or anything like that, they'll say, you know, Brother Smith and his lady, Jessica. Right. Gotcha. And while I have the mic, I do have another question for you. When when Larry mentioned that we were going to have you on the show, I admittedly, I, I had seen the website but hadn't spent much time poking around and and I did, knowing that you were coming on. And I was explaining to my wife who we were going to have on the show, and I, I said running out the door, in short, I kind of get the sense that the Mason's Lady is like a support group for Masonic wives, which I maybe that's true, maybe that's not true. But one of the articles that I did read was kind of a, you know, a uh, uh, what to expect when, you know, your, your partner is a Mason. Uh, do you find yourself fielding a lot of questions or a lot of, uh, emails or messages on Reddit about, you know, my, my husband's been gone for X number of nights, or, I mean, does that play into what you do, or, or are you kind of past that at this point and on to bigger and better, you know, fish to fry? No, I definitely do field a lot of those emails. Uh, if anybody sends me an email, I always do my best to find them some sort of answer, um, even if it's just, hey, go to this website and contact this lodge. Um, I get a lot, a lot of emails of you know, hey, my husband is joining a ma is joining masonry. It makes me really uncomfortable. Or, you know, he's a mason and, you know, he's gone all the time. What do I do? This is freaking me out. And so um, the first thing that I uh, suggest to people is to educate yourself um, because I think that that's, you know, the biggest thing. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about Freemasonry. If you Google, you know, being a Freemason's wife, there are a lot, a lot of hate groups out there um, for, you know, what they call support groups for women who are married to Masons. Um, and so the biggest thing is to educate yourself. Um, my own website, of course, um, but there's a lot of great information out there. Um, there's the book, uh, what is it called? I think it's called The Freemason's Wife. And I actually uh, received a copy of that and gave away a couple of signed copies on my website not that long ago. Um, I would actually, it's actually a UK book and I would love to write something similar in the future myself. Um, and then, the, you know, so I, I recommend to do research, to get involved, but the number one thing that you can do if your husband is a Mason is to communicate, you know, when Masons take the obligation, they uh, they swear that Masonry will not come before family, God, church, anything like that. Their responsibilities are more important. And I think that a lot of women don't know that. Um, they don't know that family is supposed to come before Masonry. And I think that that's what freaks a lot of women out. I know my wife with everything She's been to enough Masonic events to realize that we're super nerdy and a lot of the stuff isn't even really that fun. So, yeah, I mean, I've never had her question when I want to go do something Masonic. She's like, yeah, you go. You have fun. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Um, a lot of people don't realize that masonry is kind of boring sometimes, you know, like, um, my husband says a lot, uh, you know, everyone thinks that we're sacrificing goats and the most important thing we do is argue about paying the bills. Well, we've taken uh, more time up than we promised. I promised you about 20 minutes. I think we've already hit the 40 minute mark. Oh, uh, it's all right. But we have enjoyed having you on as a guest and you're always welcome to come back. There you okay, go. thank you very much. Absolutely, you definitely can do that. And uh, we are talking to uh, Michaela Aldworth, the founder and editor of Mason's Lady. And you can go uh, to her website at masonslady.com you can it's actually themasonslady.com. Fantastic article. Larry, shh. <laughs> www.themasonslady.com. Is it really? It is. She was yeah. telling you, but you were just blowing. Oh. You were just talking right over her. So, Mickey. So, you apologize, Larry. And um, that's it. Mickey, we love you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You. You've been a great guest. Michaela, for us, this is like like doing a radio show with our senile Uncle Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the old guy here, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Michaela. And Jason's the youngest one. Jason's the, uh, the young guy covered in tattoos, and I'm the middle-aged guy covered in tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Freemason, incidentally, and this does not have to go in the air. 43 years this year so congrats and he, 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 he and he joined at 40. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't i joined at 33 i believe it was anyway <laughs> anyways great talking to you thank you for being on the show thank and you we'll, we'll try and clean this up and make it fun you'll hear okay. jason's uh what he comes up with at the end way more listenable yeah absolutely <laughs> and uh, the show actually will be uh broadcast on the internet on the 20th of, uh, of March. And I'll, I'll, okay. I'll send you a note, let you know when it's on. Okay, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. So you guys just heard our interview. Um, hopefully Jason cleaned it up and made it listenable uh, with Michaela. I, you know, I thought she was an excellent guest. She was an excellent guest. I had to clean Larry up, by the way. She was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So Larry, l let's get into this a little bit. Okay. Should we get into ripping on Larry or should we get into a little, I guess we'll be nice to the guest. Ma well, no, no, no. Michaela, if you're listening, we're going to put you on pause and we'll get, we'll get this out of the way and then we'll come back to Michaela. Okay. All right. Okay. So Larry, you were supposed to do a pre-interview. You got I did. you, yeah. But somehow you got Michaela's first and last name wrong. Yeah, I did. Um, you got her website wrong. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah I, did. I did. And um, <laughs> and so you lined this whole thing up, which I kudos, kudos, and finding Michaela and 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 learning about this, it, it it's great. But then, like, what, Jason, what did Larry ask you to do? Oh, right, right. So Larry asked if I would email her, and I said I would I'll gladly email her and set it up. And then I realized the time that we would do it might conflict with, you know, um, Monarch Studios. So I said, I'm going to wait until Goose and Greta and ask Pete. And you were fine. Then Larry, I think, said, well, I have a pre-interview with her tomorrow, and I'll, and I'll find out the details. Okay, so I paused in my emailing deliberations because right. he's going to talk to her. Right. And then Saturday, I sent him a message, and I said, how did the, the pre-interview go? He said, it's great. And I said, did you set up a time? 
I said, no, I didn't. I said, but I'll find out this weekend. So I, I still didn't email because he was doing all the work. Right. So then he em- he says on our private Facebook group that we're set up for 6 o'clock. And I said, okay, great. Does that mean 6 o'clock recording or 6 o'clock show? Does that mean we need to be there at 5.30? And then he shoots me an email and says, she just shot me an email that she never received an email. And I said, well, yeah. No, Sherlock, she didn't receive an email because I'm trying. <laughs> it sounded like you were on top of it. So I'll beep out that curse word. But So I emailed her, and it, it worked out wonderfully. We used Google Hangouts, shot the link. And uh, so, and so when we finally got around to the interview, once again, Michaela, awesome. Thank you for your time. It was a great interview. Um, really thought provoking. A lot of, I mean, what you know, she was saying is she stirs up a lot of uh, her discussion on Reddit, which I think could be a whole discussion for a future show. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I think she's doing good work. I think we didn't talk a lot about you know i think what her bread and butter content though is which is you know like we, we talked about it a little bit kind of a sounding board or what to expect when you you know are in a relationship with a mason and um yeah great website and uh great guest she does cover that pretty extensively in the website there are a lot of really great articles about that what to expect as a fiance a girlfriend and a wife and i'm i'm thinking about starting a website that's um what to expect when larry interviews you oh oh my gosh right so you don't even have to do a pre-interview just you know read this website yeah and then um so larry's come here's larry's technique larry comes on the air and he explains what he thinks someone wrote about and what he thinks he reads a resume. He basically reads a resume. Yeah. And then gives him 30 seconds. Of hey, I didn't have a resume for her. I All you need to do, Larry, is, Michaela, um, you run themasonslady.com. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And oh, shut I... up. <laughs> let, like, <clears throat> let her talk. It's her. She's probably the expert in her site. I think we need to role play this. For all you listeners out there, help Larry. Fan mail, hate mail from around the world. Please let Pete and Jason know by contacting us focus factor. at MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. You can even call us at 315-596-2766. That's 315-59-MASON. Make sure you check out our website, MasonicLight.com. Let these bozos know Larry's doing a good job for the pay he gets. Oh, my God. Can we just give you like a severance package? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back with some more Masonic Light Podcast. Brothers, are you looking for a place to loosen up your tie and lose the jacket? Ubar Grotto is for you. But don't take my word for it. Let's hear from our brother and fellow prophet, Joey Doherty. Well, brother wants fun, so where does he go? Home of the original traveling fuzz. And hey, we're back. Um, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. What's it called? Corpus Obscurum. Corpus Obscurum with Seth Anthony. Corpora Obscurum. You know what? I have no idea. But it's Seth Anthony and it's really good. 
You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter at your own risk. Welcome back, Masonic Light Podcast listeners. On today's Obscura Corporum, we're going to take a deep dive into a little-known religious group, the Knights of the All-Seeing Eye. The Knights stem from the Universal Hager Spiritual Church, which was founded by Father George Willie Hurley, an African-American man and self-proclaimed God. In the early 1920s, Hurley became a minister in the National Spiritual Church, a predominantly white organization, which bridged his transition into the leader of his own church, established in Detroit on September 23, 1923. It was as part of this religious movement that he created the Knights of the All-Seeing Eye, a Masonic-like auxiliary open to both men and women. This was a tactical move on Father Hurley's part, as he was losing members to these organizations and wanted to find a way to retain his parishioners. Originally, we at the Fez Museum thought this group was defunct, as the only modern reference we could find to the organization was from a regalia manufacturer that still offers fezes for sale. However, we were contacted by Reverend George Latimer Knight, a representative of the Universal Hager Spiritual Church. He informed us that the group has 30 temples and missions in 13 states. He went on to say that they conduct two national conventions yearly, and each state body holds a yearly convocation. He adds that they have recently partnered with AmeriCorps Vista and Schoolcraft College to tutor local students at the national headquarters. The regalia for this group is a purple fez with a large rhinestone all-seeing eye in the center. You can check out their Fez in the Religious Group section of the Museum of Fezology at fezmuseum.org. Welcome back. Thank you, Seth. That was great. Um, we better uh, get back on recording some more. I think we only have three more uh, three more ready to go. Yep, yep. Um, Seth really is a, a fountain of knowledge. He is. And uh, a good man. That good man that sent Anthony. We should get, like you said, on a break. We should get him to do something on the weavers. But did the weavers wear fezes, though? That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just I found that that the symbology, if that's the word, wasn't there like a uh, pretty fascinating Angelina Jolie and uh, Morgan Freeman movie about Tomb Raider? Well, no, it wasn't Tomb Raider. There was like some machine or something that that spit out a name, and they had to had to go kill him. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't Tomb Raider. It sounded very familiar. Oh. In any event. So uh, we have no um, Brother in the Street segment. Shocker. So uh, I'm going to have to, uh, we're going to make an executive decision. Uh, Brother on the Street, you need to get us something or uh, we can't really fire you since you don't really work for us (laughs) and you've never done anything for us. That's what makes it so awkward. Like like when they fired Kramer. He's like, I don't even work here. Should we? <laughs> yes, but that's what makes it so awkward. <laughs> Should we just make a motion to disband the uh, brother on the street committee? No. Um, okay, well, let's we'll give it one more let's chance. Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Uh, I like the concept of brother on the street. We just need to get brother on the street with a microphone. Yeah, that's a big problem. And I and uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give him a yell. Okay, so if Larry's in charge of getting this fixed, it will never get fixed. Oh, it'll get fixed. <laughs> so back to that motion. Uh, and Jack Harley couldn't be with us tonight, so are we going to break for a new segment that he can um, phone in? Or well, you know what? Um, we're gonna. I'm going to count this five. 
Okay. If there is a news segment, we'll splice it in. Right. If there's not, we're just going to come right back and talk about something different. All right. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> hey, we're back. Um, I have no idea whether there's a new segment in there or not, so um, we're going to find out if he calls called one in. Oh, So, Jason, do you have anything coming up Masonically in the next couple of weeks? Uh, let's see. Well, it would have already happened, but I have our, well, council uh, Wednesday, chapter on Thursday. I got my father-in-law in town for my brother-in-law's wedding over the weekend, so who knows if I'll be around. Uh, Larry, you've got Academy of Masonic Knowledge on Saturday. Oh, Saturday I do want to go to that. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to go to that or no? I, I, yeah, I mean, Oscar Elaine, I don't know how to say his last name. I think it's Oscar Elaine. Uh, I saw him do the 19th degree, the cowboy degree, which is pretty much, you know, a, a solo degree. And he's, he's, he's amazing. I mean, he's a, a very accomplished Mason. So, yeah, I'd like to go. Sorry, I stole your thunder. Hey, we're going to take our microphone and recording equipment and hopefully be able to get to interview the presenters, the uh, authors and writers and so forth that are going to be showing up there, plus any other body that we could. So, yeah, I mean, so for our, for our fans that are not from central Pennsylvania, um, we really are spoiled because we are so close to so many good things. Um, there's this body, the Academy of Masonic Knowledge, and they meet, I believe, twice a year in Elizabethtown. Um, and there's always three or four great speakers, um, a nice lunch. It, it's um, really a place where you can open your mind and learn some new things and new ideas. Usually have uh, anywhere from three to 500 people attend. Yeah, it's a great event. Very um, consistent. It's a huge and, event. They um, come in from I know, all over. at least the last one, because Seth was working there and he's very up on technology. Um, they have a YouTube channel. And they should stream it. I believe they're going to continue to do that. Correct. They are streaming it Saturday morning on YouTube. Yeah. So if you're, and if uh, yeah, you, well, you have to go back and look at it recorded now because we're this will be broadcast after the fact. But um, yeah, the Academy of Masonic Knowledge, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, just go on YouTube. There, you'll find it. Yeah, it's live streamed Saturday morning, and it will be recorded after that. So, so I've got that on Saturday. I've got Council Wednesday. I have Royal Arts Thursday, but I probably won't go since I just need a night off. They're doing the Royal Arts degree, though. Oh, so it would be one to go to. And I, we I have don't, fellowship, I believe, the following week, too, don't we? And I don't think that Jeff is going to that Royal Arts degree. I think he's got a, a conflict, but there are a handful of you know, our, our friends and brothers that are getting the Royal Arch degree. And I believe, I don't know where it is. I want to say Allentown or Wilkes Bar. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's the 25th. But that's, oh, okay. So that's two weeks away. Yeah. So um, a lot of other stuff. So like on Wednesday, the 22nd, uh, we're having our La Cabra meeting. If you guys want to come out and have a few drinks. Is that Tell Us again? Yep. Tell right. Us. Um, Thursday, the 23rd, that's fellowship night for Lamberton Lodge where we meet at uh, Brother Mahar's restaurant. Um, that's, a, that's a good and that's uh, Venice Pizza on Columbia Avenue in Lancaster. Saturday, since I got talked into being a uh, one of the top three officers in the Goodwin Council, I have to go up to Wilkes-Barre and get my super excellent master degree. It's uh, a great degree, though. Um, I promise you, you'll like and it. And I think that that oh, and, and in Grotto, and we'll have Grotto uh, where we get our free prime rib dinner. Our convivial. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about on our next show about right. things we've done. And did we get suckered? Are we going to Feast of the Paschal Lamb? Um, I am not. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make. You that. probably. Well, he's your mentor, and he he's is. very involved in that. I might have to go. 
But he's supposed to come down and, and join Grotto that afternoon then. That'd be uh, Jeff Moyer, who was on our episode three, four, five, or six. Early, yeah. Yeah. Early on. And uh, Larry. Yes. Uh, you know, I think we're, we've talked enough. We're going to get out of here. Oh, we are. Cue yeah. the manjo music. Oh, here ding, we go. Ding, 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 ding. Here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by Futon, Frog, and Toilet. Or who is it this week, Larry? <laughs> Well, while you're playing with it, should we, should we do this? Like, apparently he doesn't want to. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Damn, I got to find this thing. He's, he's on his phone trying oh, to uh, contact yeah, China. Yeah. Well, first, we should say thank you so much for being on the show to Michaela at themasonslady.com. Thank you, our sponsor, uh, DNS Cigar. That's dnscigar.com. Thank you, uh, Seth Anthony. And thank you, Jack Harley, who may or may not have phoned in a, and a, brother, a new segment. And brother on the street, thank you for nothing. <laughs> he, he, he's still probably uh, lost in the mountains of northern Pennsylvania. I think so. I didn't think those mountains were that high. but <laughs> He's coming down the mountain. He's, hey, I'm in the mountains. I'm not going to be here tonight. <laughs> hey, Larry, Yo. it is your time to shine. Hey, here we go. Banjo music, please. Special thanks to Monarch Studios. Always a pleasure being here uh, to our, our producer and co-host, Jason Lewis. That's me. Who, as I said, makes this show so much better than what it sounds like when we put it together. Makes it listenable. Jack Harley, our news director, absent. R.C. McCurvey, uh, McCurvey, brother on the street, which we don't have anything with tonight. He must be on the street. <laughs> and brother Seth Anthony for his insight in fraternities we had no idea existed. Uh, again, our audience response advisor, Luke Warm, who incidentally sent me an email wanting more money. Foreign news correspondent, Irma Blather, who, as we said, was back in England, and she's in recovery right now. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, you, you can't get to her. They said she's recovering from some kind of an addiction. We don't know. Jason just uh, fade to nothing. He fade to nothing. Recognition to the new law firm of Hammer, Hammer, and Boom. And, uh, and it, it, shout out, look, this is another unpaid shout out, shout out, or rather, guys, really, www.themasonslady.com. It's a great site. Read it. Awesome. Pete, you were going to say something? Thank you, everybody, and good night. Hey, we're back, and uh, we're going to, I'm sorry. Three seconds, or immediately, whatever's good for you, Larry. I like these microphones. I wish they were louder. You don't have to deal with it, but they're, they're I got to crank them up pretty high. They have volume on the back, but I think that's for the USB. Oh, okay. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, it's for the USB. Oh, you know what? I wonder if I didn't have it turned up all the way. Maybe that's the headphone level. I don't know. In any event, are we ready?